Hi, I'm Ben Richardson, and you're listening to the Karate Podcast, where we talk about karate, the competitive sport of Kumite, and the warrior's journey. Brought to you in association with Kumite Coach, the world's first progressive online high-definition coaching platform, created by coaches and fighters for coaches, fighters, and students of karate. Join KumiteCoach.com today and take your karate to the next level. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Karate Podcast. We are so excited today to have with us one of the world's best Kumite fighters to date in the minus 75 kilos category. A fantastic fighter to watch. Everyone knows his name. It is Stanislav Haruna. He is the WKF European champion for 2021 at minus 75 kilos. He is a 2019 gold medalist at the European Games, a 2017 gold medalist at the World Games. He has uh, medaled gold multiple times at K1 series events and Premier League events. He's ranked third in the world by the WKF at minus 75 kilos, and he is an Olympic qualifying athlete. And it all started for him really in 2011 with a gold at the European University Championships. Stanislav, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. Um, Hello. The, yeah, the, thank the, you for the, for, for the invitation. And uh, I hope we will have an, an interesting talk and not interesting just for us, but for those who will listen to us. I, I am sure we will. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Stanislav, could we start just by um, you telling us the experiences or events that led you into karate um, and then obviously took you on to becoming a fighter? I don't know. We, I started karate when I was 14 in 2003. Uh, at the time, I, I, did, I did not know nothing about karate, about the system of tournaments, about the situation in WKF. I, I knew nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, but our coach, Actually, I guess he also didn't know nothing at that time. Uh, but from the beginning, he started to talk about Olympic Games, Olympic Games, Olympic Games, and he likes, you know, it's like it was like programming, coding, yeah, us. Uh, uh, and uh, I have a video uh, of my interview in 2005 where I say that. I'm gonna be the Olympic champion. Like in 2005, like nobody even talked about the Olympic Games in karate. Yeah. So it was like I don't know something unbelievable and fantastic. And yeah, you may see I like not like a few weeks ago I posted in my Instagram that video, like I'm saying that I will be Olympic champion in 2005. And now it's now it's now it's it is so real like more real than uh like uh now it is more real than how to say, how to say so. yeah more real than you could like never never before you know like yeah. never before yeah so dreams come true if you wish for it you must you have to work for it and then one day it may happen yeah absolutely 
And was the was the club that you joined, was that a traditional karate club or was it a sports karate club when you first discovered it? No, it was sports karate club. Yeah. Like our coach, Anton Nikulin, uh, he was the first person in Ukraine who refused to, to work kata, to work with us for kata. Hmm. He did only committed drills, only fighting drills and uh, all all the trainings were like games we played a lot so we developed our reaction uh we developed the coordination the general coordination of the body and uh, last like fast thinking you know and decision making so reaction so we work in the beginning we work a lot with that uh, well even now we work a lot with that yeah. still uh so even if even I am 32 years old, we still play. And if we don't play, I get bored and I don't like the trainings, you know. <laughs> so I'm still a, a boy inside who wants to play. And actually, that's what I do on, on tatami when I fight. Yeah. I just try to play because as we don't have like full contact, we just point the, the hits. So the the main idea is to overplay the opponent, not to fight him. Yeah. And those games that we were doing from the beginning, like they influenced us a lot. And even I, I can tell you even more, the whole Ukraine now trains by similar system. Right. Uh, like we don't do, you know, warming up, like running in a circle, yeah. Yeah. doing some of these uh, boring things, stretching and so on. So. We start the the, uh, the training with the game, with the games, different right. games. And all the, every time it is interesting, every time it warms up not only your body, but, but brains as well. Yeah. So, and when you start working, you are already ready for that. You know, so you, you know how, like, you turned on your mind for the training. Fantastic. And um, when you joined uh, karate when you were younger, were you looking to 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 be a fighter to compete? What was it that drew you into karate? What captured your interest and and you thought this is something that I I could get into and be good at? Um, well, first of all, like I was a small boy, and for me, I had lots of energy and lots of time. So for me, it was the main uh, idea was just to spend my time with fun, with friends, to make new friends, to go out, to go out for some tournaments. Mm -hmm. So, so I was looking just for fun. And I got it, I got it there, in that group of karate. Um, and so, like from the first training, it was that interesting that I understand that I want to do it more and more. Yeah. And then uh, like after a few months, uh, I felt my coach better, you know, so we talk a lot. So from every day I got to know him better and better. And he was, you know, uh, he was motivated. First of all, he was motivated by the result. And he was talking about like European championships, world championships, Olympic games and so on. And so he was, uh, he kept all this in his mind 
and he was spreading to us this information and so uh so th that was the way he energized us uh with those goals yeah and so actually we got motivated from him and i think that's how that is how it must be like always yeah. the the coach must um the coach must like involve the ki the kids into yeah. into his sport he must tell them what they can achieve he he need to show them he needs to show them different levels where they are now and where they can get in the future and of course getting up to the next level is is another task and it requires uh another solutions so uh it always it always the issue about of improvement and analyzing what you do and what your opponents do and how to work against them so this is the way how you improve yeah so he did it did it well fantastic that sounds fantastic um as as you went into that um arena in that that sports karate uh situation did did you find success early on with your competing or is it something you've had to really you know uh change your uh, training habits to to get those results or change your mindset to improve those results or did you just find that you you generally were successful and then just kept that progressing uh, if like different stages i have passed through like at that time, back in the days, at that times, of course, uh, we were fighting a lot. Every year we had nearly 15, 20 competitions, like local competitions, not serious. Like yeah. for the first two years, we were fighting only inside the Ukraine. And only like after two years of training and fighting in Ukraine, we went abroad. And I had my first international competitions and there was such a big stress for me, but it, it was just for the first time. And then we started to go out the country like more often. We start to go like to Poland, to Hungary, Slovakia. So the, like the, the nearest countries that are close to us. Yeah. Um, so our coach was like the first one in Ukraine who, who made it. Mm, how to say uh, mm, sorry okay. I can't find the word so uh, he's the first person to like take the karate outside of your country and do a yes, yes. circuit yes thank you very much As, and, this, and this gave to our club a big advantage among the other Ukrainian clubs that's how we started to uh overcome the other clubs interesting and uh so we were looking for the higher level and well like our coach did like smart work because he understand where we are now and he was looking for the competitions not much stronger than we are but a little bit stronger and yeah. when we got on this level he found the competitions so oh, nice. That's how he worked with us. And uh, and now we are here at the Olympic level. Mm. 
Fantastic. So what was the the question? Sorry, I lost the idea. I was, I was just uh, asking if you found success came you know, uh, yeah. quite early. And yeah, so the first key is like lots of practice, lots of practice, many competitions, many tournaments, important, not important, different levels. But you, when you are young, you need to develop yourself. So you need to fight, fight, fight. The secret is like, if you want to do something good, do it a lot. And that was the main principle that we used and and yes like on the lowest level the only thing you need is like uh you know heart so just go and fight mm. yeah. <laughs> if you're losing the fight more uh, that, that was the way to win but then when you get up on the next level you need of course to to win the fights with the brains not with your speed or with your strength and that was the level when coach also like had to analyze and give us like the proper work on the training yeah. so we started to learn some tactics some tactical moves uh, and so on and and then like at some at some moment you realize you consider that uh you are at the level of understanding the fight that coach has, but you need to overcome this. Yeah, so you need to make some homework and of course to analyze how the fight goes on in general. So you have to build up your own scenario of the fight to understand this because the problem is that coaches, they don't have the fighting experience. Yeah. and the understanding of the fight that they have is different from what you have when you practice. And uh, I know many athletes, they, they conflict with their coaches because of this yeah. misunderstanding. Yeah. Uh, but, but this is, I think at this point, this is the responsibility of the athlete to find the solutions, how to keep improving how to go on next, how to become better even when coach cannot give it to you. Yeah. So you need to find the information, you need to find the answers for yourself. Like, of course, if you can talk and uh, with your coach and get some good advices from him, of course, do it. But, mm -hmm. but anyway, to, to set the right question, uh, you need to think. And even if you know the right question, it doesn't mean you will find the right answer very quickly. So it's uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. And uh, for me, it, sometimes it takes a year or, or even more to get some answers for the question I for the questions I I ask myself. So, but I'm always always is looking for the uh i'm always looking for one question for the answer for mm -hmm. one question like how to become better yeah how to become better especially when you are not, you know when you fight with the better athletes you analyze them you are trying to find the solutions that will work against them and when you are at their level you are looking for the stronger athletes 
yeah. strong yeah but for example for me it's interesting how can i get better when i'm among the top 10 best athletes in the world so how can i get better like much better not better against certain opponents but mm. how to become better in general no matter whom i fight against yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely and it yeah has has that been your driver throughout your career that just the thought of getting better is that the main thing that's pushed you on level after level or has you have your goals changed at all over time um my goal honestly uh that drives me that drives me like uh before was to get the recognition of the others right you know when i when i was a child and i I entered different dodges and I saw like many medals, many cups, you know, on the stands. So like, and uh, they told me about some athletes that had like impressive achievements in the past and now they are so respectable. Uh, like everybody knew about them. Like if the club, if any club had a champion, he would like, everyone in the club were, were proud of him and I wanted to be that one guy that everyone is proud of and it wasn't like at that times it wasn't uh, conscious you know mm. it wasn't conscious but yeah. it was somewhere, somewhere inside and one day when I uh, I felt that I got that recognition from the others it was after the bronze medal in, at the world's mm. world championship in bremen so i got so many attention from the other people from the like like never before yeah. and i real, and i realized that like uh other people accepted me as a good fighter as a good athlete and it was the moment of realizing that that this what this was what I wanted all that time and and yeah and still now I, I still want this and this drives me like I don't care about the medal if nobody will if nobody says that I'm a cool athlete and if nobody wants to watch my fights you know it doesn't the medal doesn't mean anything for me it's uh, interesting um, I remember that my coaches went to watch Bremen and they came away talking about your name in particular as this amazing new fighter that had come in and beaten all these top guys. Um, and then from, I think, that, I think that moment forward, you were one of the prominent fighters, you know, that was constantly up in those top uh, level matches and in the finals and then starting to gain more medals. Um, so... I think you you know you've you've obviously got the recognition of a lot of people globally in terms of your ability as a fighter. Um, if you reach, you know, if you, if you maintain a world number one position, if you win a gold medal at the Olympics, will that do you think that'll be, that'll be enough that you you feel for you that you know you've reached that level of recognition that you you need? I think I already reached that level that I need. But of course, Olympic gold 
will give me even more. <laughs> and not only that, uh, we have in Ukraine we have really good prize money for the Olympic medal. Like for the gold medal, we will get more more than one hundred thousand dollars. Wow, United States dollars. That's pretty yeah. nice. That'd be yeah, nice. That, that's <laughs> nice. That's nice. But but of course, and recognition inside the country as well. Because yeah. now I can't tell that I'm like very popular or famous person in Ukraine, but with the Olympic gold, I guess I will. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, I was just wanted. To, I, I was. I'm always interested um, when I talk to fighters just to find out: Have there been moments in your career where you've faced certain fighters, or you've gone to you found yourself in a tournament, maybe in a in a medal position that you didn't maybe expect that as you've then had to go away from that situation and think about how you train, um, the way you're preparing yourself, the level you're at. Have you had any moments in, in competition that have driven you to do something different in your training or pushed you further on? made you train harder or, or more um, efficiently anything that stands out for you in your in your career mm. well the moments when i lost the matches when i lost the competitions of course that was the big stimulation for me when i come back from the tournaments and i realized mm. that i need to work more work harder of course, but harder is not enough. Mostly, just need to change something in your work, and uh, you know the the big problem when you are angry after losing the match, you are angry, and you need to use that anger uh, for improving yourself. It, and I hate when somebody tells me like, "Okay, never mind, next time." <laughs> Fuck that next time. There will be no next time. I had this chance and I had I had to use it, but I failed and so on. I need to change something. If I failed, I need to find the reason why I did it, why I did that mistakes. Uh, and the anger, the anger that you have, uh, like helps you to concentrate, concentrate on the on the mistakes that you did and to avoid them in the future. And of course, it gives you energy to work out, to work out the the things you need. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So all the lost, if you use them correctly, they will of course make you stronger. Yeah. But you, it is very important not to get used to lose, like uh, here, you know, because some people they. Well, I know because uh, I watch other fighters after the loss, uh, especially in my club. Yeah, my teammates, so many of them, they don't even uh, believe in themselves that they can win. They got that. So losing for them is like a habit. Yeah. And it's okay. So when they lose, they don't even become angry at themselves, at the judges, at the opener, no matter who is the object of your anger, but you have to be angry to change something. Otherwise, like if you are calm, you, you will not find 
you don't feel the need to change something. If you are calm and you just enjoy the, you know, the atmosphere in the competition, you just enjoy your time with the friends. Uh, so nothing will change for, for better. Yeah. And what, what's your own mindset when you approach a competition? Um, is it always one that, you know, I must win, I want to win, um, I'm happy if I get into the medals, or is it just I, I, I want to be the best fighter there? Well, on different times, it, it was different. When I was young, like 18, 19, 20 years old, for me, it was the main idea was to win the best athlete in the in the category. So when if I went to the competition and I knew like, OK, that guy is the best here, I need to win him. And uh, like, you know, I was kind of headhunter. Yeah. And for me, it was enough. I, I didn't I, I could win that guy, the best one in the category, but then I could lose lost. I could lost the competition yeah. and I didn't care about that because I won the best one. You know? <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so, first, yeah, but then but then I realized that, come on, if you want people to remember you, you need to get medals. And of course, then I concentrated on the results. But yeah. and when I go to the competition, my mindset is just for one fight. I don't care about the whole category, about all the guys who are in my category, because I know that if I lose the first fight, there will be no other fights. Yeah. No. And then if I win it, then I will have one more fight, not yeah. few more, just one more. Yeah. And if I lose that fight, okay, I will go home. So. I concentrate just for one fight. If yeah. I win, I have one more fight. If I win, I concentrate on the next fight. Just one fight, just one fight. I don't uh, overload myself uh, and my mind with many opponents. You know, I'm just thinking about one, about one guy, and it makes much more. It makes the competition much more easier. Right, and do, because you're a big name at tournaments, do you feel any pressure for that first fight that's different for maybe the next rounds? Again, like the, at some period, I I did. I did feel the, the responsibility. Uh, I wanted to, uh, how to say it? I wanted to meet the expectations of the people. Right. And understand? So, and it was, uh, it was some pressure for me, but then I realized like well, at some moment, of course, mm -hmm. after thinking, 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 I realized that, uh, people, they want to see me. Yeah. Yes. And I just must show myself. So don't care about what they, uh, await, but I just need to go and do my job, what I can. Right. And for that, I must stay relaxed. And, you know, if that stress makes me nervous, that means uh, that the competition is stronger than I am. But if I want to be uh, the big guy in this sport, so I must be stronger than the competition is. Yeah. So who am I if I cannot manage with the stress? Yeah. And if I want to be a big name, you know what I mean? Mm. I'm, yeah. For me, it must be nothing. Okay, this tournament, what is this tournament? It's just a few fights and then it doesn't matter. So I like if 
I'm bigger than this event. So uh, if I want to be a big one, I shouldn't care about this competition. Yeah. So I just must go on the go out on the tatami and do my job, relaxed with the satisfaction for me. So uh, is that is that something is that something that you discovered before you started doing the Premier Ones and the K One series, or is that something that happened after you got into that circuit? No, it was it happened in the process, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Every time we have some emotional, I don't know, troubles, we are overthinking uh, the events that happens with us. Uh, that's interesting because when you find the solution for one problem, then there comes another problem. And then you have to manage with that and you need to find the solution for this problem. So first like query, yeah, uh, very pro popular problem is on the beginning level that they're just afraid to fight. They're afraid to get hit. They're afraid to lose the match. Yeah, uh, and so on. So I passed all this, and the, for example, uh, sorry, it's it, it, it's much more easier for me to speak Ukrainian and of course. Of course. because because my thoughts are sometimes complicated, you know, and I yeah. cannot find the appropriate. You did, you did an amazing job. You did an amazing <laughs> job. Fantastic. Thank you for uh, um, to translate. I think with, um, yeah, like you said, a lot of fighters worry about losing and that that's quite overwhelming for them at a competition. But you've managed. Yeah. You managed to come past this level. Yeah, I did. I did, but then comes another problem. So, yeah, thank you for encouraging me. Yeah. <laughs> hey. And, uh, yeah, for example, if you are afraid to lose, yeah, we have the fear to lose the match. Yeah. How to solve this, how to solve this, for example. Uh, you need to understand that when you go for the competition, you have nothing to lose. You have just a chance to get something more. But in case you lose the match, you, you don't lose anything because yeah. you don't have anything. That's a great way to look at it. You have the chance <laughs> to get something more it's rather just, yeah. than the loss. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And this is my mindset for Olympic Games saying, it's just a big chance, chance to win, not chance to lose. You know, you're not losing money, you're not losing dignity or respect or whatever. You have just a chance to achieve something. So you just go and use it. No, no worries about that. And you need to like, this is one tip. And the other one is you need to understand that the competition is not a big deal. It's just the same fight that you have at the, in the dojo. Yeah. Same, same tatami opponent with like same as you are maybe even more stupid, you know, so why to be afraid of him? <laughs> and uh, um, uh, all this, you know, people in the arena, all these judges, different coaches, and like, it's just an entourage. Yeah. And don't, you don't need to pay attention to this. So when you start fighting, it's always the same. You open it and the judge 
always the same, no matter where you are. Hmm. Or Olympic Games or Premier League or some local tournament. Yeah. It's always the same, always the same. And the difference is just the importance we put into that. But in general, it, it is not important. It is important only for, for the athlete and for the coach. That's all. Nobody, you need to realize that nobody cares about this. Nothing will happen in the world if you lose or if you win. So keep it uh, calm. No worries. Just go and enjoy the fight. Enjoy not even the fight. Enjoy the game. You know, just play. Go exactly. Um, so can I ask you? Does it bother you who stands in front of you on the tatami? If it's nah, no, no, no. It at all, at all. Like now, no. Before, yes. Uh, now, how I consider for me, it's just the task that I need to, again, to solve, yeah? Yeah. Uh, so, doesn't matter who is in front of me, what matters, really matters, yeah, is the attacks and distance he offers to me. Because different athletes, they have, uh, like, different <laughs> anthropometry, hmm. and they offer different distance. The way how they think, they offer different attacks so they have few reactions how they defend and few reactions how they and when they start attacking so for me is the difference only with that so that's what i pay attention because it really matters not their status or previous achievement like it yeah. doesn't matter for this uh, like for this uh a certain fight yeah yeah okay and is how about when you're on the in the match and you're you're maybe you're trailing down points or you're up points does do you have a different mindset when that occurs if you're if you're uh losing the match with the, and there's still time on the clock is your mindset different to if you're winning the match and there's time left on the clock or do you just still think of it as the same game it's the same game i i try not to uh, think about the the previous situation so we, how the fight goes we have hajime and yeah. we played the situation and then the fight is stopped yeah and then when after another hajime we have another situation it yeah. doesn't matter which one was who um, for, which me? profit was uh, previous situation for your profit or for mine profit yeah, yeah. like who is leading now yeah. Let's just play another situation. So keep your mind clear and start to from the beginning. No matter about the scores, uh, just play the situation. Try to win the situation when mm. you hear the Hajime. Yeah. And as, as a fighter, Stanislav, um, what's the, what do you feel is the biggest challenge you faced in your career to date, whether that's off the mat or on the mat? The biggest challenge, of course, always in our head, our fears, our complexes, that's the main problem. Hmm. Uh, because all of us, we, we can do the same kicks, punches, and movements. It's, we all do the same things. And we all do train a lot. The, the, the difference between us is how we manage with, with our problems, emotional and psychology problems. Um, and yeah, sometimes financial as well. Mm -hmm. 
but is it is it a professional sport in ukraine or do you have to find ways of funding your fighting career no it's not the professional sport but the federation supports us with some money and also i have some money from the i have like a military contract but i don't uh, uh, i don't serve in the force army or in the forces, yeah so yeah I'm, like officer yeah i'm just a sportsman okay but military military sportsman and uh, I, I have some salary not big one but i have it i have something from federation and and something else so just a like good support for for for, for for living but of course it's not enough for the comfort life for example if you want to buy a car or you want to buy an apartment yeah. you can't afford so uh, that's why i'm always looking for for some some things to do like till 2017 uh, i was a lawyer i was working as a lawyer and now yeah. i'm doing some other business so i'm not a professional athlete i'm a motor who 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 is lucky to fight on the yeah. professional level <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's amazing that's incredible um so we've obviously uh, so, sorry sorry to interrupt you about your previous question like what was the the main problems on my way yeah, yeah. i had i had a big injury serious injury and actually i missed the whole 2015 and half of 2016 right. and the, the other part of 2016 i was trying to get back into shape but i was losing all the competition yeah. and i i recovered and started my career again from 2017 so right. i started i started to win since 2017 after the bronze medal in uh, bremen yeah then my, my next medal was uh, in 2017 so I had two years break. Yeah. So that, was, that also was not easy, you know. Yeah. And did you have to apply the same sort of mindset of just taking that one one competition and then you just move to the next one like that? You seem to have that step-by-step -step method of, of moving forward in your karate. Was it the same approach or was there any doubt around whether you could come back as strong after the injury? I was, uh, I was limited in my moves and my arsenal after the injury because I couldn't kick much as I have broken cross ligament in my right knee and I couldn't do all the actions I wanted and uh, what required the situations in the fight. Uh, but that was another challenge for me. Uh, so if I had just few attacks, so I had to rebuild the fight for these attacks. Yeah, uh, and that was like a challenge because I, I had to change totally my tactics, my movements, and the feeling of the distance. And and I managed successfully with that, I hope. And this uh, showed me when, like, uh, th this situation taught me how to work in a different way. 
yeah. know how to ad adapt to uh, adopt yeah, adapt, yeah. adapt adapt to the situation and so it made my mind more flexible so yeah. now i can change uh, change my fight uh, according to the situation yeah fantastic when you put concentration on some specific tasks during the fight, you change the whole work. So when when you know that you can punch, for example, only Kizami, you cannot go with Gyakuzuki because you need to uh, twist the knee and yeah. so on. It it it's it's dangerous, so you cannot afford yourself this uh, move, and you you change. The whole fight, you 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 change the way your behavior just for making Kizami and just with one, for example, with left hand, and it requires some other you know intellectual skills mm -hmm. to find the other ways how to make the scores when when your moves are limited. Yeah, great. That's really interesting. Um. And so we've got the Olympics coming up and you're one of the um, pre-qualified athletes for the Olympics, which is an incredible achievement in its own right. And what are your sort of main thoughts around the games? What are you looking forward to most about it? Um, going to Japan, the home of karate. So what's going on for you with the Olympic Games right now? Mm -hmm. Right now, uh, I don't care. Right now, I don't care when uh, it was really big pressure on me the whole last year, you know, when I was like on the line, on the edge with Tom Scott and we had just one comp tournament who that will decide everything, who will go here or me. And till that moment, till the moment I got the license, I was really very, you know, stressful and for me it was important like for me it was important of course it was but for me it was crazy because it was important for many people for all the people and all this uh, crazy uh hazard wait a second uh, hazard excitement yeah like all this crazy hazard excitement about the Olympic Games and about this uh, ranking points, it drives me crazy. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know why they are like uh, pushing so much, and like that was really stressful for me. But and I started, uh, I started to explain myself that it doesn't matter that the, at all, not this. Uh, mm, a selective system not the olympic games in general because as usual they will pass and everybody will forget so this medal will will be important just for myself and so on and like many many other arguments i i found for myself to uh, again i need to find the word Like I, I found many arguments for myself how to downgrade the level of the Olympic Games. Yeah. Uh, 
how to like how to make zero zero importance mm -hmm. of the Olympic Games. Yeah, you understand what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to explain myself that Olympic Games is not a big deal. It's just the tournament. Nothing. Uh, it's no different to it's the... just you know all, all that our sport like all other sports we don't have money and we don't bring any use for society or for, for environment and so on so it's just an entertainment for us because we do it for ourselves for nothing actually and so on and so on so and then at some point I understand that I demotivate myself Right. That I'm losing motivation and that I'm going the wrong way. Hmm. And yeah, I just understood that to to stay confident uh, and like how to say to feel safe probably in all that situation and in all that race about the ranking points and the license. Uh, I need to have a plan how to win the competition and having a plan and being sure about this will, will make me confident and calm and with this i can win that's how it happened so i built up the plan i found a way how to feel good yeah. in, the, at the, in the competition day and i did it in portugal i i showed some good fights i got bronze medal then i tried same strategy at the European Games, uh, at the European Championship, and as you know, I got gold. Even more, uh, I passed the whole category uh, by missing only one point. That's incredible. Uh, and making twenty. So my general score in the competition was like twenty and one. One missed, twenty scored. Okay. So that's so the same thing i will use for olympic games and that's why now when i have license when nothing distracts me anymore i have just i know that i will have just few fights i know my opponents i know what to do so now i'm feeling relaxed and now i just enjoy you know i will just enjoy fantastic well we i know everyone's very excited and about it and looking forward to seeing you fight in the olympics uh, it's going to be fantastic for the sport. Uh, we hope it's fantastic for you too. Uh, Stanis, I'd, I'd love to thank you so much for coming on my podcast and sharing your experiences with us and your stories. It's been a real pleasure for me to talk to you. You're a, you've, you've been a great coach. Um, I've been to some of your coaching sessions. They're fantastic fun. Great to talk to as well. So I wish you all the very best. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ben. You you ask me the right questions and you make me talk a lot and talk about I don't know deep thoughts of mine. And <laughs> oh. thank you, thank you for this interesting interview. Pleasure. I'd love love to have you back after the Olympics if you have the time and uh, of talk some more then. Of course, of course, I will share my experience. That will be that will be the new experience, you know and. I think I'll have some new thoughts to talk about with you, for example. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much. So, thank you. Bam. <laughs> <laughs>